0: Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of September, and we were sitting around yesterday with the market down 107 at the close, down 1.8%, wondering what on earth had gone on, because the U.S. market had not really behaved badly. The U.S. futures were up, but our market was calking it, and we put it down to a one-day aberration of somebody somewhere selling And this morning, we woke up wondering whether, as often happens, our market predicts a big drop in the US market. We went to bed wondering whether the US market was going to fall over to find it It was up 216 overnight with record highs on the S&P and the NASDAQ again. And our futures up 23. And this morning, we're up 94. And it seems we have had a one-day aberration, which has been put down to end of month or beginning of month rebalancing. Anyway, back on track today. Lots going on today. We've had a GDP number which was down 7%, a bit worse than expected, and the Aussie dollar's come off the top. The Aussie dollar went over 74 cents yesterday as the RBA didn't really seem to worry about it in their statement. There was some expectation that they would express concern for the high Aussie dollar and it would fall over, but they didn't really say anything. So the Aussie dollar went up yesterday, but on the back of that GDP number, it's coming off again below 74 cents. We are in recession for the first time in 29 years. I don't think it is something that is going to upset the market. Everybody seems to be looking through the second quarter to the third and fourth quarter. Second quarter was clearly peak lockdown period for Australia. So looking ahead, not back. Story of the day yesterday was buy now, pay later. We saw after pay down 8% sizzle, sizzle, sorry, not sizzle. Sizzle sizzles. Uh, sizzle down 14%, Zip Money down 13%, Open Pay down 7%. That was all yesterday on the back of the PayPal development. PayPal, with one stroke of computer coding, have added in 4 or BNPL equivalent to their facility. And Shopify in Canada have also done a pay-in-for as well. And the concern is, of course, that this is going to provide significant competition for APT, and it's not so much that they will take customers. I think APT's got 9 million customers, and PayPal's got 350 million. It's not about the customer numbers. It's about putting pressure on fees, and the suggestion is that the buy-now-pay-later fee that Afterpay and others will be able to charge might halve. In which case, if expectations are for after pay to hit sales of a hundred to make their current earnings expectation, then they're going to have to make 200 if their fees halve. And there's one broker out there today saying that if APT is going to justify the current share price, it's going to have to produce 20% compound growth for 20 years. And we all know by now, pay later, share prices are overvalued. And is this the end of the road for them? As I said yesterday, if I was holding them, which we don't, unfortunately, we sold all our tech stocks in June. It's only two months ago, but goodness, we've missed some performance over that period. That I would probably be selling them now. Having said that, of course, after pay today was down 6% early on and everybody's bought it again. It's only down 1.8% at the moment. So maybe, maybe it has uh, more legs in it. Who knows? This is herd stuff. Impossible to invest. And this bloody nose is a good reminder for everybody that these popular stocks are to be traded, not loved. Henry's done a good piece today on the 7-minute AB workout. Have a read of that relating it to buy now pay later what happens if someone comes out with a six minute ab workout (laughs) it seems paypal's come out with a five minute ab workout in the bnpl space anyway i always think there are signs when you look back that things are getting overpriced i remember patterson's which is a second-tier broker, WA broker. I worked for them for years. And they were a resources-based broker. They did more deals. They're based in WA. They did more deals in resources than almost any other broker, including the likes of UBS and they were riding the resources boom. And in October 2010, in the wake of the resources boom, they put their name on Subiaco Oval. It became known as Patterson Stadium. And I remember the dealing desk in Melbourne seeing this announcement and everybody turned around and went, that's the top. And amazingly, it was. I've got a chart of the resources sector in the strategy piece today. And When Patterson's put their name on the stadium, it was about three or four months prior to the very top of the resources boom in 2011. And they passed it on to Domain Holdings, I think it was, in 2015. And over that time, the resources sector had gone from 6,500 down to 3,500. So there are always signs at the top. Maybe, Maybe the top for BNPL was... FlexiRent, which was a boring, criticized consumer credit provider, suddenly seeing the opportunity in BNPL and changing its name to Hum. Maybe that's the Subiaco moment. Hmm. I see on the FlexiRent website, if you get that up, it now says, just says, we've changed FlexiRent consumer leases no longer available. Anyway, they have certainly thrown themselves into that sector. Right, moving on, a few little bullet point items, which are quite interesting, I thought. If you thought the Fangs Plus stocks had created an overbalanced index in the U.S., they are now 19.4% of the S&P 500. Then spare a thought for the Chinese market, there are three stocks that account for 38% of the index, Alibaba, Tencent and a food delivery company. Now I've got a chart of the Fangs Plus market cap in trillions. This year, those six stocks have gone from a market cap of Around $4 trillion to a market cap of $7.5 trillion. And you look at that chart and you just wonder, how long can this PE expansion go on? Anyway, Apple up 3.98% overnight, was it? They have asked their suppliers to build 75 million 5G phones. 75 million 5G phones. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Selling 75 million markers today, newsletters. That would be very nice. Uh, Netflix up 5% overnight as well. It's all just amazing stuff isn't it Walmart up 6.7% Sears up 8.1% resources doing okay today BHP is ex-dividend tomorrow it's up 3.3% today resources doing well on the back of more quite positive economic numbers we had a good Chinese PMI number we had good US ISM manufacturing number last night two-year high the Chinese PMI number was a 10-year high That sort of economic recovery momentum continues to go. Good for resources. There is an ASX index rebalancing happening on Friday. Zoom was up 41% last night after upgraded earnings growth. It has gone from a $20 billion company at the beginning of this year to a $129 billion company. 90 cases in Victoria, still need to get that below 50. AstraZeneca starting late-stage vaccine trials. Spanish and Russian virus cases rising rapidly. Private Equity looking to sell Mart maybe that's another equity owner realizing that this is the top for the furniture sector and when you wonder where all this money is coming from we've written about job seeker job keeper putting billions into people's pockets and the 19 billion pulled out of super probably being spent on bull bars alloy wheels and sofas but Also, I note in the newspapers today, there is the comment that 42 and one of our members sent this in as well, that there is $42 billion usually spent by Australians per annum on overseas travel and tourism that hasn't been spent. And maybe that's where most of the money has come from. That's found its way into the retail sector in the short term. Anyway, Uh, meanwhile, September is usually the worst month for the stock market. China is targeting Australian barley exporters again, adds to their wine probe. The government standing up to facebook and google i don't like facebook i hate social media generally quite honestly but we use facebook because we have this stock discussion group there which is great but i would far prefer not to be using facebook many of our members are of a demographic that don't want to use it anyway if anyone's got i know people have emailed me before but if anyone's got any great ideas about how we run a forum without being on facebook give us an email. Otherwise, Trump within two points of Biden making gains. JP Morgan says the Trump momentum will continue. UK banks hit very hard yesterday. Barclays down 5%, NatWest 3%, Lloyd's 5%, HSBC 4%. Our banks are up today, but they're not up a lot. They really aren't participating in the bounce. Having taken the 1.8% fall on the nose yesterday in our market, they really are a shabby sector. I didn't. I could have put up the chart of some of the banks today showing the sell-off that they're having at the moment. Nasty looking thing on the charts. We have ADP employment numbers, which is private sector employment numbers in the US tonight. They come out two days ahead of the main jobs number, which is on Friday and people say they are a precursor to the jobs number but tell you the truth they have misled quite often on whether the jobs numbers are going to be good or bad anyway they are out tonight amp is up today on some asset sales i don't know how many times we have all bought amp thinking that was the bottom only to find out that it wasn't anyway having a bit of a bounce today another buy signal on the charts the charts in the strategy piece good luck with that. Now I've got more on ETFs in the newsletter today. I got an enormous response to our ETF stuff yesterday. It is amazing really for such a boring product because the main part about ETFs is that they will bore you. But if you want to be bored by the stock market, ETFs are probably the go. Anyway, today I have put in a couple of podcasts about exchange-traded funds. One's an introduction, the other's a 34-minute podcast telling it as it is about exchange traded funds. Hopefully you'll enjoy that. I've re-included the ETF spreadsheet, which I did yesterday in the strategy section today. And I have had a member email. I highlighted yesterday some of the most common market exposures here and in the US. And one of our members has written in saying, don't forget the better shares A200 and the reasons being the lowest fees taking market share from IOZ and STW which have net outflows by comparison and the 12-month performance has been slightly better. Anyway the A200. We'll We'll keep plugging away at this ETF subject and I'll keep a sort of educational bent to the content we put in. Finally some technical observations today if you want to do a bit of bottom fishing. Anyone lend lease buy signal on that SCP buy signal on that app and no one wants to buy it. it keeps falling at some point it'll turn and then I've got zip and apt which are quite clearly coming off the top now and then airports. We are considering whether we should really load up on something like Sydney airports on the belief or in the belief that in a year's time, two years time, we're going to be sitting there going, why didn't we buy Sydney airports on its lows? And I've got charts of Sydney airports and Auckland International Airports AIA in the newsletter today. Right, that's about it. The portfolios haven't changed today. Yesterday, we took the top off our overweight holdings in FMG and. Rio and we'll be doing the same thing after BHP goes ex dividend tomorrow. The sector just seems to be peaking out. The iron ore price makes it volatile and possibly vulnerable. So just backing off a little bit on resources. Still have our concerns about the market, but again, we're not going to worry about it until that precipitous moment arrives. It sort of looked like it might be happening when the market was down 150 yesterday, but not today. As I leave you, the market's up 99. You have a good day. It is a good day I'll speak to you tomorrow